0: Uh, Welcome, everybody. I am Pastor Holman, and thank you for joining us for our 10-minute table talk. Um, Today, I want to ask you a question, and that simply is, why do you love the world? Um, Why do we love the world so much and the world does not love us back? We find that the Bible teaches that we are pilgrims going through this world. We're supposed to be pitching our tents not building our houses. A tent is a temporary dwelling, not to be lived in for a very long time. But many of us, unfortunately, are not going through this world. We are loving this world and becoming enamored with it. The problem with that is that when you love the world, you set yourself to be at enmity with God. Because the world and the things of God do not go together. And I just want to lay something on your heart really quickly from the book of Colossians, chapter number three, verse number two. And it says that we should set our minds on things that are above, not on things of the earth. Everything outside of eternity is coming to an end. Nothing outside of eternity lives perpetually. The new house will eventually need repairs. The new car will eventually break down. Everything is on a life cycle. The things in the world, the things in which we are gravitating to, the things in which we spend time, energy, and effort trying to attain will eventually, at one point in time, come to naught. And so he says that we should set our minds on things that are above and not on things of the earth. It's very easy to say, sometimes very difficult to do because we get caught up in this world system. And unfortunately, with Christians, sometimes Christians can become so worldly as you cannot tell a Christian from a non-Christian. Paul refers to them as carnal Christians in 1 Corinthians. But God tells us here through the writings of Paul in Colossians that we should set. uh, That means to put in place our minds, the things in which governs our lives on things that are above. So before we put time, energy and effort into something, ask ourselves a very pertinent question. What is the return on this investment? If the return on this investment is simply from an earthly standpoint, it will eventually perish and wash away. So Paul tells us that we should set our minds on things that are above and not on things of the earth. It's a very clear directive that he has given us as Christians to do. It's unfortunate that we can look at gospel music or under the moniker of gospel music and gospel music sounds the same thing as worldly music. When you're looking at Christian artists and non-Christian artists, they look the same way. When you're looking at pastors and those who are not pastors, they look the same way. Christians and non-Christians look alike. There is no difference between us and the world. But he says that we should be in the world, but not of the world. But how do we get to a place to where we set our minds on things that are above and not on things of the earth? He tells us in 1 John, chapter two, verse 15 through 18. He tells us to not to love the world, because if anybody loves the world, if anybody loves the world, John says the love of the father is not in that person. He says, if you love the world, if you find yourself admiring the world, wanting to be in the world's practices, then John says you are not of the Father and the Father is not in you. He says that for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes, the pride and possessions is not from the Father, but from the world. This world system, that we are living in right now is one that puts us in very peculiar positions. The world tells us to go this way. The word tells us to go that way. We must choose an allegiance. In Exodus chapter number 32, Moses is coming down off of Mount Sinai to where he finds the children of Israel have fashioned the golden calf and they are now frolicking and participating in sexual orgies, doing everything that is contrary to the things of God. And Moses gets to the side of the mountain and draws a line in the sand and says, those who are on God's side, come over here. Those who are not stay over there. Moses was making a clear direction that even applies in 2021. If you're going to be on the Lord's side, then be on the Lord's side. If you're not, then don't. Whatever you do, make a decision. Jesus says it like this in the book of Revelations that I wish that you were cold or hot But because you're neither, because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Jesus even says, make a decision. It's either me or the world. You're either all in or you're not in. And we have to be able to come to a place in time in our spiritual lives to where we're able to make some concrete decisions about where we stand. Where do you stand? The world is telling us this is the way of life. The world is telling us that marriage is now between two women and two men. The world is telling us that we can abort babies all the way up until nine months. The world is telling us that now a man is a woman and a woman is a man. The world is telling us that now a five-year-old and a seven-year-old can determine their gender. The world is telling us certain things. But where do you stand? Just know that when you make a clear line in the sand, when you decide to be on the Lord's side, there is coming with that persecution. John 15 and 18, Jesus says, If the world hates you, just know that it hated me before you. Here's a litmus test for those who are believers and those who are walking in the will of the Father How does the world treat you? If the world treats you kindly, you're not participating in the will of God because we have been called to be the salt and the light of the earth why do you love the world because of the niceties that it presents because of the nice shiny trinkets because of the fame because of the glamour because of all of the things that come along with this fleeting world just know that the devil always overpromises and underdelivers Just know that he'll always wave what you've always wanted in front of your eyes in order to capture you with that. And then once you get it, you become a slave to the very thing that you said you wanted. That's the world system. So how do we as born again believers, how do we operate in a world that is contrary to our beliefs? We must first have a firm foundation. You have to know what you believe, know why you believe it, and be able to clearly articulate those beliefs. You have to have a deep conviction about the things in which matter to you. And not a deep conviction from the standpoint of bearing it over people or bludgeoning them with the Bible to force your beliefs into them, but to be able to clearly articulate your particular beliefs. Secondly, we have to dive into God. Uh, family, we got to get close to God. We have to drive our roots deep into the soil of God's word so that when the waves of the world begin to push and and, and, and batter us, we don't fall over like everyone else does. It's going to take a lot to stand up to this world system. I want to lastly give you this. Uh, Jesus um, through his brother, James, his half brother, James, says in James, chapter number four, verse number four, he calls them the adulterous people. It says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Harsh words. The half brother of Jesus makes it clear Uh, No equivocation. Uh, There's no gray area in this statement. He says that if you wish to make a friend with the world, by default, you make yourself an enemy of God. Wow. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be God's enemy. I don't want the barrels of heaven aimed my way. I want to be as Abraham was a friend to God. But if I'm going to be a friend to God, then I'm going to be an enemy to the world. But if I'm going to be a friend to the world, then I'm going to be an enemy of God. We got to make a decision. Saints, it's time for the church. It is time for us to dive deeper. It is time to get out of religion and plug into relationship. It is time for us to walk out the truths of the word of God. And it is time for us to stand up because the world is doing what they do. Why not the church do what we're supposed to do? I wanna encourage you in this season of your life that God can be trusted. God can be trusted. God can be trusted not only with your life here on earth, but he can be trusted with your eternity. God's word is true. God's word is sound, and God's word will never return back unto him void. So in this season of your life in 2021, I pray that you drive deeper in your relationship, that you draw the line in the sand and say, this is where I stand. This is what I believe. This is why I believe it. And this is what I hold to be my own convictions. God will bless you. God will keep you. It will not come without his challenges, but God is able to keep that which we have entrusted to him. May God continue to bless you in this season of your life. We'll see you next week.